if you're looking to build a house for yourself, you can do that, you know, on your own with with friends and family just kind of supporting and helping. Yeah, of course. If you want to kind of take that next step, it, it can be a hell of a lot easier to work with other people. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thanks for having me. No, uh, yeah, thanks for being here. We um, we we've had your business partner on the podcast before, but just for the people that maybe haven't seen that episode or don't know who you are, yeah, introduce yourself. Tell us who you are. What do you do? So my name is Tom Durrell. I'm the other half of Durrell and Wolf. Yep. We're a property developer uh, and property business in East Anglia. Um, we're building and developing properties over here um, under the brand of Durrell and Wolf. Lovely. Um, and we were just, just before we started rolling, we were talking about self-builder and yeah. what, what it is, a self-builder. You said you, you're not sure if you are a self-builder or not kind of thing. I think I'm in transition. You're in transition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one of the questions that we always ask, just because um, we are the self-builders podcast, yes. but um, one of the big things that we want to do is cover every kind of aspect of self-building, whether it's self-building a business, self-building a house. Um how would you describe a, uh, what a self-builder is? Because we have you on the podcast because you are one. Yeah, I, I, we've built now. And it, it's, um, I, I think a self-builder is somebody who, 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 who's a creative kind of person who perhaps is, um, is, is looking for, you know, in, in probably the biggest uh, item they'll ever buy or, you, you know, in their, in their lives, you know, they, they want to get something that's not out there. And if they, yeah. if they feel creative and it, it, and they've got a passion for, you know, how they want to live and their lifestyle and a vision for that, then this is the sort of best arena to display all of that. Um, and you can have a lot of fun with it. You know, if you, if you um, can see and, and be quite visionary about some of the things you want from your lifestyles, what better way to do it than build your own property and, and, and live in it. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you you mentioned creativity in there a little bit. Mm -hmm. Would you are you a creative person? Do you think you have to be a, a creative person? I wouldn't put myself in that category. I think my business partner comes with. I mean, I haven't heard his podcast <laughs> because it hasn't been released yet. But I'm sure there was there would have been some you know interesting mic droppy kind of moments potentially, or some thought provoking stuff from him. I mean, he's yeah. he's he's well over in that kind of creative, creative space. Realm, yeah. You know, I I tried to give myself some time to do critical thinking and, and try to think a bit more about, um, you know, we're building for a customer at the moment, you know, that's our, that's our remit as a developer, you know, try mm -hmm. and think about what, what we're going to sell this, this product to, you know, what, what are they going to, what are they going to get for the money? What, what sort of attention do we want to do? And, and as a brand really how we want to establish ourselves. So yeah, those things I think quite a lot about, um, and I like to think about the properties as well as, as, can we get can we get the most out of these spaces? You know, can we can we produce you know a, a flow through a building? And are we utilizing the right spaces and angles for this for this um, floor plan? Really, that that's sort of where I suppose I I spend a bit of time. Yeah, the sort of flashes of color and sort yeah. of probably a little bit more of the you know the the visual stuff would would be probably more influenced by like Remy or maybe us kind of looking at something and we've got similar tastes anyways mm -hmm. does um 
he does he does go a bit you know left field sometimes but, <laughs> yeah. but we rein him in and we, we we find a middle ground but I think we're both passionate about property which is why it works and and you know both of us getting excited about a particular side of um, kitchen or finish on something that we could create you know sometimes we'll have to look back at what we're trying to achieve and is that going to fit um, this product or that that we're doing at the moment but both of us would be like I definitely have that in my house so there's yeah. there's always a bit of self kind of build kind of thought going in behind it yeah and some of the guys I've kind of worked with over the years who are who are friends of mine who've done their own projects you know they've they've talked to me about their thinking about how they've gone over and and and, and built their homes and and you know the amount of um detail that they've put into thinking about you know what does this space do how 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 can i how can i use this space better you know it's um you really do have to put some time into into that side of it so um i think both being creative with design but also being creative with the spaces is key yeah that's awesome um so you mentioned that um some of the stuff that you do is based on seeing what mm-hmm. um you know ever, uh, other people are doing mm-hmm. is there is there anyone that you specifically look at and go oh man they're doing some cool stuff anyone on instagram or anything like that there's a few people on instagram yeah i mean the the, the sort of i mean the property shows themselves are obviously ones that w- that i would follow so yeah. you know the the gentleman you had on um your podcast you know, on grand designs joe yeah you know looking at that does kind of stretch your mind as to you know if you're thinking about building a house i mean that doesn't even look like a house so yeah. you know just those sorts of um you know those sorts of characters and those things that come out from there um, but I, I, I sort of, I think I just, you know, I like Norfolk Barnes. I like quite classic buildings. I like the yeah. restoration side of it. I love those sort of features and things. So um, there, there are plenty of people on Instagram that that are doing that. Um, there's a, there's a sort of investment business up up north called Inside Property Investing. Those guys do a lot yeah. of nice stuff. They take a lot of time to look at details. Um, there's one or two house share guys that do a lot of good stuff. And and um, then I look at the sort of um, prefab homes and stuff like that as well yeah. so you know some of those guys that are buying kits kit forms downward homes is one there's you know there's one or two off the shelf providers um i, I kind of like the look of the inspiration from them um and the sort of scandy influences and uh, of how yeah. those guys construct stuff so um there's not one that i'd follow i just sort of drift off into looking at one or two styles that i like the look of and then kind of go into those in those sort of sections and start plugging around with those yeah so Sounds like you just have a, a kind of love for property in general, really. Yeah, yeah, it's been a, it's been a, yeah, long kind of passion. I've been doing it for eleven years now. Yeah. Um, not as a developer, and, and but kind of service side. That was my business to start off with. Was going out and providing advice, very ground roots, energy surveying kind of. You know, when I was twenty two, just just rocking up, giving people an energy certificate and kind of looking around the house, going, oh, "It's quite cool." You know, I got yeah. in a lot of doors and got to see a lot of properties that way. And as I kind of grew that into doing things with commercial clients and we were looking at land and, um, you know, solar farm, we were sourcing land for solar farms and things. There was quite a lot of, of due diligence in, you know, is the land south facing? Is it on a slope? Is it going to do all these things, which is going to, yeah. you know, be beneficial for the, the project of a solar farm. And um, I think those sort of learnings really kind of, as I, I always wanted to go into the property building side of it, because it just, that's where, you know, that's where the business that I wanted to be in was. I wanted to get to the developer side of the of the property business. Yeah. Um, those sort of little things I took along the way of, of really thinking about the sites and um, and sort of seeing it, seeing from from bare bones what you can create. Um, I, I, I kind of took a lot from that. So um, 
it's it's been a it's been a long journey, but I, I'm always been grateful to be in property, and and yeah. I mean now it's really trying to um, learn as much as we can, you know, create some good products, monetize, you know, what we can as well, because yeah. we spend a lot of time reinvesting into ourselves and in the business. So, you know, we really want to try to make sure that we we you know we can we can continue to grow the business and you know, pay for our own way as well yeah of course yeah of course there's a fine line isn't there there is um you sp- you spoke about um kind of how you started getting in like interested in properties what was kind of like what was your like first purchase first purchase was just a very straightforward as an investment yep as yep. an investment property and the the customer clientele i had were all buy to let guys they were all kind of doing yeah. that they'd come through the wave of you know 100 mortgages buying off plan like really kind of i'd call it quite obvious like In- yeah, investing, investing at the yeah. time that's, that, that, that's just that's the one that you're told to do isn't it you buy yeah. like a turnkey yeah you buy something that someone can just move into straight away yeah and, and i saw a lot of them had quite big portfolios but there was they were all quite magnolia like and yeah. at the time there hadn't been any real groundbreaking kind of buy to let stuff you know and, and the rules were were still you know a lot of personal name ownership lots of stuff yeah. like that going on so nobody really needed to fight too hard for it um but the first one that i saved up uh, you know i kind of did five years of of working self-employed saving some money getting good accounts and kind of going in that way yeah um and it was just me and my mate just bought a bought a two up, two down, um, semi, and it was poorly done by some builders to an HMO standard, which yeah. is a shared house. Yeah, house um, multiple occupancy. But it was just rank. It was kind of all the wrong colours. It just it sort of looked a bit back to front, so we just tidied it up and, and held on to it for a couple of years, um, pulled all our, our our kind of cash flow from it, and then we, we sold it two years later. And okay. sort of doubled our money essentially, yeah. Um, and I, because in the, in the sort of business I was in, I was always thinking, well, you know, let's get to sort of let's build a portfolio. You know, that can kind of serve service my kind of needs as as as, as um yeah. my lifestyle. But I knew that going into development is is it's not uncharted waters, but it's that that you need to be financially supported in that in yeah, that arena course, because yeah. the paydays are lengthy there's yeah. huge gaps between start you know when you've p- spent you your first between. pound yeah. to when you re you know recycle any of your money and if you've got you do need to put your attention into it you can't really sometimes you could be financially um supported enough to be quite you know simple contractor call me when it's done type thing but i think yeah most people who are gonna start building homes won't necessarily have that um platform to be in so yeah, you know of course. you you can't neglect it so i knew that if i'm going to go building i'm going to need to be there i'm going to need to have some sort of interaction and unless i've got something paying me over here i'm not going to be able to spend my time doing it and i can't afford yeah. you know to to take those big time chunks out so that was my kind of mindset at the time was to let's just buy some assets get that kind of built up and then go off and do developing and that was that was really sort of the the start of it back in 2015 16 yeah nice that is the thing about any kind of property whether it's self-build whether it's renovation that is very cash intensive isn't it yeah so is that is that um kind of how you got your foot in in the door obviously we've we've mentioned that you you work with remy now yeah you first you bought your first portfolio house with um yeah a a partner yeah um is that would you recommend you know people more just clubbing together and yeah, uh, it's benefited me 
immensely doing joint venture projects. Yeah. Um, you know, thinking when you guys asked me to come on here and thinking what could I bring to the table, you know, I think my experience over the last five or six years of doing joint ventures in lots of different combinations, whether it's, you know, just simply buying with my mate, we bought it, we held on to it, we sold it, we doubled our money, and we moved, you know, we, we moved on and did did another one. Yeah. To working with quite intense individuals <clears throat> who are investors that want certain things and yeah. are quite specific about that, and then you tailoring a project to them to work with them. Um, but similarly, how me and me and Remy kind of came together is that we both we'd both been on our sort of property journeys, so to speak. And a couple of years ago, we sort of sat down and had, had re kind of <clears throat> connected after knowing him from school and 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 sort of not speaking to each other for a while. And it was. He came at it from a con, you know, a contractor's sort of point of view, and I was kind of coming at it from my um, my sort of running of the projects and and how we funded them and and kind of got them over the line. Yeah, and it just became this sort of we could work better together than I could if Separate, I just yeah. decided to go off and start building. <clears throat> yeah, he's got a, as much ambition as me to build a, a development company that ticks a lot of the boxes that we want to do and where we want to go with it. Yeah, um, and I think if you're if you're looking to build a house for yourself, you can do that, you know, on your own with with friends and family just kind of supporting and helping. Yeah, of course. If you want to kind of take that next step, it, it can be a hell of a lot easier to work with other people who share the same, you know, visions and um, ideas that you want to achieve um, if the skill sets are shared, you know, and that's the key is, is, is what do you... Think about what each of you are going to bring to the table and then can you deploy that into into your build project essentially and i think that's kind of where me and remy share um share the load you know there there's i, I rely on him to be quite heavily involved in the construction side of it and the day-to-day runnings of that yeah and then he you know allows me to kind of work on strategy financing working out where we're gonna what we're gonna get go and buy how we're gonna buy it who we're gonna get involved with that and then running those through the project as we go it just works quite nicely. Yeah, awesome. You um, so <coughs> at, when we were talking about um, your um intro into property, you said that you like um, a house with like a bit of character and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it that um, Doral and Wolf are kind of trying to like? What what are you guys setting out? Are you are we, you stereotypical new build house? It's it's difficult because. What we what we want to be and what we are right now yeah. probably aren't what we would write down if right. we had a vision statement for the business. Yeah, we want to build, you know, sustainable, energy efficient, aspirational homes. You know, we want to have a kind of home that we have a waiting list of people that go. You know, the next phase of whatever they're going to do, I want to be buying those. You know, that's yeah. really where we want to be. Um, we'd love to be in that kind of luxury market, but you know we also have to be a business so we have course, to yeah. we have to look at the market and 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 work out exactly who can we cater for right now and what are we what are we going to be able to deliver and what we've decided to do is to make the best versions of the properties that we can go out and buy right now um with with existing planning permissions and and not having to get too tied up with all of the you know we'll change this 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 so that you know we we end up in endless planning um, meetings and never yeah. doing any developing, you know, yeah. we, we've 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 got quite a tight sort of strategy in terms of the next couple of years are going to be buying a building 
what we can from what stocks available and yeah. whilst we're doing that we're accumulating um you know a site here or there where we there may be potential for us to go to planning and put something quite you know uh groundbreaking on or maybe us changing a method of construction that, that we we're able to experiment with slightly but we can't do that until we've established ourselves with some financial you know support or we have partners that want to work with us for those reasons so um we really really like the sustainable and eco homes space yeah we we both quite passionate about that what we're building they are you know we're heat pumps we're over insulating them to the point where you know we get a better energy efficiency you know we're using all the sort of methods and things that we can do to make them as efficient as possible but you know they're not prefab passive homes at the minute we're 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 sort of a market kind of below that yeah. Um, and that's we're comfortable with that. We know that's just part of the pathway that we've got to get to to go to the next stage. Yeah. One thing that I really like about your houses is that they <coughs> do have a, a, a bit of character. Mm -hmm. But then obviously, when you guys turn up to the site, it starts as just being, mm -hmm. you know, mud. Yeah. So how is it? How is it that you've created houses that are new builds, mm -hmm. but actually feel like they've they're not brand brand new and you know, actually have some character. We don't design them off of a spreadsheet, essentially. I'm quite precious about our numbers and I try to keep all of that stuff really course, tight yeah. and tidy. And, yeah. and, you know, and I've, I've thought a lot about what could I tell you guys today about, you know, little hacks and stuff to do it. And in new, in new developments, it's very difficult, especially if you are trying to implement your own personalities on them. And, and yeah. both of us would love to, you know, try feature walls or panelling or, you know, do, do lots and lots of, like, quite highly sort of, um, well, this is how we would do it if it was our house, you know. Yeah. And, and we, we've we had to sort of strip that back a bit. So where we can be a little bit more um, effective with making them, I suppose, slightly nicer, we will. You know, stone sills, you know, nicer casement windows, you know, yeah. looking at the kitchen features, what can we do in here with these these kitchens that wouldn't necessarily you know you're not going to rock up on a on a um a normal new build estate and go mm, it's just like those guys you know that i don't really like the thought of that happening if someone came into one of ours yeah um and that and and we, we we're open to that so we're small enough to be able to do that i know that the big guys have um to operate the way they operate but i think we can still put some um some some little charms and 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 things into our properties to make sure that they that they feel like someone's thought about them and th and that was that's a big take home from the self builders I know that they've you know they've consequently gone on and sold their you know forever homes which yeah. I tends yeah. to happen I think a fair bit <laughs> yeah. but the reason that they've got the sales they have is because the buyers have gone in there and gone oh my god someone's thought, yeah, thought about every single detail. The, the the sight lines on on windows you know you guys yeah. will know all about this but you know I, I know a guy who, who he specifically added stuff in because he knew where the sun was at a particular point of the day oh. he knew exactly he, he he even landscaped for wind bracing in certain parts where he wanted a window open because he wanted to you know hear the birds nesting in the trees you know th this Jeez. is the sort of stuff that he said he spent months sitting on site in a deck chair because he just wanted to get it right. It, wow. It's incredible. And <clears throat> it, it was an amazing house. Yeah. It is an amazing house, but he has sold it. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the buyers are benefiting from all of this. So yeah, of course. that tells me that if you put a bit of thought into it, you know, 
not everybody just goes, that's fine, put a set of keys, you know, front door, whatever. Like people do like to, to know a product's been thought about. And yeah. I think with any product you buy, you know, just someone who's taken the rub out of, you know, that, that wasn't designed on a spreadsheet to be the cheapest thing it could be. Yeah. It was thought about because I know that it sits on my desk every day and when I want to go and grab it at these times of the day, it needs to feel and look like this. Like that's how I think, you know, that we're sold products all day long. So I think, you know, if if you drive up to your home, we've made an effort to make the front of it look as good as it can be, like nice archi- architecturally sort of sound look. Yeah. It just feels like a nice thing to come home to, right? So yeah, that, exactly, that, that's yeah. that's where I think we would want to be, and and that's what ge- that's what drives us to sort of have a little, okay, let's have a quick sense check here. What does that look like? Yeah, that's that's what we want to put together. Yeah. And if it's but that is going to cost us a bit more, we'll do it. Yeah, that's really cool. What are so your latest one? Mm-hmm. Am I right in thinking that you've called them cottages? Yes. Um. So what are some of the the actual practical things? And um, like what. Talk me through it. Um, obviously, we're podcast is audio. Yeah. Um, but what what's the outside of the house look like in terms of making it feel not necessarily like a new build? And I think um, I saw an Instagram video um, on of you naming the houses. They've not got numbers, are they? They're no. they're named. Yeah. So um, that goes into. Yeah, we we would take a fair bit of time to look at the area, local history, due, due, due diligence on the street. Yeah. Even what we what we've bought, what was it? You know, it was a pub car park. Pub oh car, really? Pub car park A and B is is not really quite the <laughs> nice. same. Um, you know, obviously we wanted to name one after each of us because we're ego lads, and that's <laughs> yeah. what you want. You of know, course. who wants? To, but then who wants to move into Tom or Remy? You know, you know <laughs> it's, 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 I'm not sure. I live on Tom on Remy Street. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, um, but but it was just where do we where do we where do we take these? Well, let's look at the history. Let's look at what's happened here. One or two of the buildings had been named after stuff already, so kind of took those to one side. But it just it, you know New Buckingham, where we are in Norfolk, is 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 a very it's a quaint, nice Norfolk little village, and yeah. um, it just felt right to have a cottage sort of feel to them. But we thought on that street there are some quite Nice looking buildings. There are some standard red brick, yeah. you know, normal looking stuff. And then there's a really nice pub and a couple of like other little small commercial buildings that have been converted. And um, we thought, let's let's sort of blend this in. And when I think what we've done is created a building that initially people are going to go, well, that stands out. But probably in the next two, three, five, ten years, it will just wash in with the street scene. It won't feel That's like cool. it's become this sort of eyesore. Um, yeah. And that was just a nice thing to, 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 to think about as we as we built. It was like, well, let's name these for things that relate to the village and let's make sure that if we're the last ones that are building in this in this, um, in this this tiny little village, we may be b- building the last two plots. So let's think yeah. about them. Yeah. That's awesome. So how many, um, how many builses, how many builses, how many houses have you built at the moment? Three. Three. And we've, rebuilt a few others yeah. okay yeah so that was that was a plot of two the cottages yeah yep. so what was the what was the first one tell me about the first but one first one was a detached three bedroom chalet bungalow that we did in Bannham, which was a bit further down the road okay yeah you you name all your projects yeah. don't you what was that one that was called um miski 
Misky. That's what we called it. Why Misky? But it was also called after a greyhound. It's on Greyhound Lane, right? Which right. Was it, was. So we, we called it Dusty to start off with because that uh, was the name of a, of a greyhound racing dog, right? Right. But we couldn't name it Dusty Cottage or something like that. So we decided to find another another name. Right. And Remy disappeared down a rabbit hole and came back up and went, let's call it Misky. And it was named after an, an a... It, it's got some... Um, distant re- relations to the wolf kind of uh, a, an old wolf hound okay and because it was Doral and wolf this was just this was just where that one went um Fair enough and it was just a weird little name to call it and it <laughs> and it, it's gone down quite well i like it yeah i like it what 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 are some of the some of the wins some of the challenges that you had on building your first one because it's always a, a challenge to start isn't it yeah win one number one good price for the site Good, really good price for this. What, what what did you buy? Was it just land? No, it, it was a back garden that someone had tinkered with planning. Yeah, got outline planning for, and had so I tried to sell it at an auction, had failed, and then basically offered it to me as a like quick sale. Can you just? I don't. I'm done. Like it hasn't sold. What will you give me for it? Yeah. Um. So we bought it. Um. It had been fenced off. So it was just sort of a triangular slice of someone's garden, but it faced inwards to a farm, sort of a farm estate and fields either side. So all the residential was behind and it would just faced out into fields left and right and centre. So it had a good aspect and it's pretty much south facing. Um, But it was, uh, what we bought was a 70 square metre box, basically. Yeah. Um, And we thought, Let's try and have a little bit of a play around with this and and see what we can achieve on here. And with a bit of advice from a planning consultant, it became a a, a three bed chalet, you know, two front dormers and a, and a and a sort of straight gable on the front, um, which which really sort of stood out and it started to feel like God, this could be really it's a really nice home. It, it, we'd have been happy building the bungalow if that had been the fallback, yeah. Um, but we 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 managed to get something a bit bit special. We think on that plot. And um, and it and it was a good start. What were some of the wins with Misky, <clears throat> or some so of the it's a steep learning curve, right? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. The the off the, at the get go was great, yeah. cracking price for a site. What could go wrong? You know, you can't you can't lose. Yeah. Um, had a bit of uplift with planning as well. Tick, nice, perfect. But what we actually created was quite a complicated build for a first build. Right. Um. We had also chewed into probably best part of six, seven months of our first Jeez. initial set of terms with the guys that I wanted to use for the investing side or for the for the build side. So, yeah. um, you know, you don't need a calculator to work out that you know after all the planning problem or problem all the problems of getting through planning, which is just time usually. You know, it's just waiting for decision kick the can down the road a bit longer you wait a bit more you wait a bit more and then you get finally through yeah you know okay great we're six months in and then it comes around to organizing the build shed you know trying to get all that done um to get it built and completed in six months would have been you know a stretch for our first project and there was covid going on at the same time so we knew we were up against it um so so yeah kind of couple of good kind of wins to start off with and then it became Let's crack on with the build, and I think that probably set a bit of a precedent for how that the rest of the build went because it was a bit. We planned, but 
it wasn't it, it was done it was planned like a refurb i'd yeah. say we we treat we sort of treated that build a bit like a refurb so yeah we can get on site we can do some like you know small little drawings and bits and bobs yeah we're all cool with that and then we can we can crack on we tried to control a lot of the building house as well which was which was probably the other mistake we made we wanted to try and bring the labor in house and then run it and that was that wasn't wise at that time we we really could have done with some real tried and tested experience to come in and work with us to get that built yeah kind of teach us more along the way and then we could have then developed from there um it was just a lot of heavy lifting trying you know people letting you down you know guy's supposed to be on site oh they're phoning sick another guy's not available he's gone off to another site someone's paying him 20 quid more he's going you know right and, and trying to deal with all of that as well as then trying to visually sort of be thinking about what else needs to be going on with the build when it's your first one and it mattered a huge amount to us that we yeah that we were setting um, the tone isn't it yeah exactly yeah and and we didn't clear the site fully we cleared what was the building part and sort of went, right, we'll move all the earth over here, we'll get started. And then yeah. it was like, we got no space. Yeah. Problems, you know, and it just mounts up. And we we've learned quite quickly that, you know, all the all the all the cliches that, that people tell you are you know, they always get, you know they get resonated around for a reason. You know, it's important to clear as much out of the site as you can. Yeah. It's important to get all your services sorted out from the start you know and that's one thing that i knew of and i was keen to do it but i was like right have we got a clear site but i didn't really take the site being the whole you know everything garden everything you know literally so we can be clean and tidy we don't have to be on other people's driveways we haven't got yeah. traips in mud through everything because we'd prepared specific areas to do mixing and wet trades and stuff so yeah. you know th things like that had, had had not really gone through our our mindsets and, and because we had probably come from the renovation space you rock up on site you've got some structures and stuff to work with so it's easier perhaps to just bring your tools in and, and sort of get set up but when you've got a building site you haven't got any of that you've got yeah. you don't have you know you don't really have spaces to do that stuff so um that was kind of that was a big sort of um thing for me to kind of think on afterwards was like yeah we this is important that we really um we really work hard to to organize a huge amount up front um and the other thing that probably caught me off guard was i didn't i knew finances was you know it's expensive doing this stuff but when it when it comes in as quick you know as quickly as it does yeah your first month or two it's like there's a you know there's a trap door at your bank account because yeah. it's so much goes out of the door and i think you think you've run up and uh, quite a lot. I oh, must be, you know, I've spent enough to get us halfway through. I know what I've allocated for, and then you look in your bank and go, "Oh my god!" Like th th so much of that has gone out so quickly. Yeah. So, kind of reining it in, and and because I because we were controlling all the staff costs as well, that that did create a bit of a mess for our accountancy side of it. We didn't, you know, we didn't get a chance to really catch up and allocate as much of like. The financial controlling i suppose i would want yeah um and then that just created some more problems as you went down the line like where is our contingency gone where is that bit gone where's that bit gone um and if you haven't got those answers it's very difficult to work out exactly how to undo them so um it, it taught us a lot about working 
much more structured, much more focused on piece, piecing things together in, in, in packages uh, and, and working through them in quite a methodical way. Yeah. Um, but Bannon flew up. It was a brilliant, brilliant build. Um, we had some service run issues as well, which, which I don't think is un- uncommon, but it's something that we're now starting to invest in more on the start we're getting all our service teams to basically overlay any um, of their, you know, any of their um, CAD files. So yep. we can literally see exactly where there's going to be a pinch point for a waste pipe going through a joist that's got to have something else going through it. Or, you know, we're, we're really trying to get those out of the way right from the start. Yep. Um, and that's, that was, again, something that we didn't. We had a, you know, plumbing team over here and an electrician over here that, that were delivering first fix second fix cool but there were things that just just came out of the you know well, where's this soil pipe going we're in the roof here of a, of a chalet bungalow um how do you get it out through <laughs> through, through here you know yeah. and, and and these are things in the real world that, that come out and and bite you in the bum when when you haven't um seen it or gone through it before and um it's something that we're we're for our next um three that we're building next year we've already looked at exactly where all these are going to run through so we can get on top of them early um and 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 you know we this is where we're learning all the time um we're not perfect and we we certainly have got a lot more to learn and i think in the in the short space of time we've we really um we've really picked up a lot of kind of key points from 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 the first builds that we've done on preparation what would you kind of say is like the most important thing to get prepped before you go into a build if you're a self builder yeah are you prepared for the emotional and the financial roller coaster? That so you're not even go on? not even tools or or equipment right. or anything. Start, start just with, emotional therapy. Start with yourself and yeah. go. Okay, I'm gonna go and build my own house. Am I ready for what it's gonna throw at me? And yeah. and have a little sense check and be like, what, where am I at? Can I deal with the, you know, the the, the huge amount of financial kind of responsibility there is to that everybody will look to you as as the person in charge to to administer um are you going to be able, are you going to be comfortable with the first month or two of nearly all of your yeah. money going the straight employer. out of the door yeah. so within 6 weeks you'll have spent 50% maybe of your your money and if yeah. and if like because I've can't, I've worked with a few investors and and through the years and and if if we've ever worked with somebody who is investing kind of all of their um, savings potentially in a project or is saying I want to do this and this is this is what I want to invest and the minute it comes to hand over money time it becomes real doesn't it yeah it, it, all of a sudden it's like hang on can, what you know there's there's other questions and things that come out so yeah. I've learned to to do deal with that earlier on and I think when it was the build time for us was I prepared for, okay, we want 50% deposits for this now, we've got 30% deposit for that, you've got to pay 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 for that, and you haven't, nothing's happened. Yeah. And prepare yourself for it. Yeah. So, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna need to be quite resilient about this stuff. I'm going to need to be protective over your your um, your budgets and your, your sort of um, finances, but you're going to, it's going to go quick. Yeah. Then start preparing the site and go, yeah. okay, <laughs> Get get everything planned out. Get get get. Break it down into bite sized chunks if you have to. Break it down into packages that 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 we try to look at. So, um, 
and 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 don't be afraid to, in your scheduling to have a have a I would I would say a break between sort of key points. So if you're out of the ground, don't necessarily feel like you have to start laying bricks the next day. Yeah, I, think I like that. Allow yourself the time that if there is a week, yeah, you if you think, oh well, I, I could do with speeding it up by a week. I'll bring that forward. Don't don't rush to make that decision because you will you will always need a week here or there and if you've got a break between one thing starting and then one thing finishing and the next thing starting it, it that gives you a huge amount of time to to recalibrate to to look at what what's happened on site have you have you got some waste you can get rid of have you got some stuff that you can clear away is there is there another kind of sense check of measuring and, and checking again before someone's straight in breathing down your neck to try and get some stuff on site to, to do the next bit of building and um we were guilty of that a couple of times to just go, oh, well, you know what, we could get the plasters in like straight away now. Like, but the want to kind of get things done and to be building and be, you know, get to the finish line quickly yeah. is really quite, a, it, it's so attractive. You just want to take, you just want to take it and you don't want dead time. It, it feels awkward having dead time. But it, if you're, if this is your project in your home, don't, don't worry about it. I think feel, yeah. feel comfortable going, no, I'm going to make sure that we're out the ground. I just want to have a re reconsider, you know, recalibration on how much we spent to get out of the ground. What's yeah. my next month looking like for 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 payments and stuff? Have I got anything outstanding on accounts? That's the other one that you can always trip up on and go. I forgot. I'd already put. You know, we're already at whatever on our threshold or an account, and that you hadn't had a quick look at that. So just 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 a little bit of breathing room in between um, your sort of key component parts I'd say and I, we've just broken it down into sort of initial site um, uh, assessment so all of the kind of documental side of it getting out of the ground essentially and then kind of drawing a little bit of a line under it so structure so we're roof and water tight windows and doors in everything like that then yeah. the sort of internals and then kind of landscaping finishing so not not huge loads of little bits but just enough to just go what we're what we're doing up to here how's that gone what's our next capex what's our next spend whatever and 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 just go through that way and just just try to yeah try to try to put some indicators in there for you that are going to work i personally think that's amazing advice that is really good advice Um, yeah a lot of our clients are self-builders right doing it the first time it's their forever home and a lot of them it's all about time right and they do things in the wrong order. Yeah, they're done. Then have to redo it because they've done it in the wrong order, yeah. and it's always someone else's fault. Yeah, and it's just because they haven't, as you say, they haven't. It's almost like a, a staircase in a commercial building. Yeah, you've got those landings. Yeah, and you have to take that time to get your breath to then go up the next flight of stairs. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we've had jobs where plastering's been done, but yeah. the roof's not finished. Yeah, and it it just then it's just a knock on effect because yeah. then plaster gets wet yeah and then it has to be redone it's and then then you're chasing time again yeah because you've tried to get ahead yeah um you've tried to cheat as such and and it can happen so easy because the all the trades will you know we feel it because we will have booked in you know we'll have scheduled in a a certain amount of stuff ahead of time and obviously that anything that will erode a bit of time are we've had a delay especially in the market we're in at the minute you know what it's any little supply chain delay is going to knock you on a bit and then you back up your trades, and then I think we've I've probably been scared to sort of go. Actually, I, I, we could do with 
you're pushing you guys back and most people will just accept that oh no they're booked in bring them in and I know the knock-on effect is that you might delay but I think if you're doing it for the first time as a self-builder it's probably it's it will be a hell of a lot less stress if you take that well he's telling me he can't come back for another month okay take the month and and do that rather than do all the plastering and then plug the holes in the roof or, yeah. or you know yeah, I, yeah. I think that would be something I would I would I would try to reiterate is is take those spaces um and because it's going to be stressful that sort of intense period when things are coming out of the ground will be the time when when you probably want to just have a little breather and just go yep okay fine we'll move on to the next bit that's really cool mm. I like that it's it's funny because there's a, what there's there's so much like emotion even on like um we've just finished renovating our house and we're selling it and i'm a bit like oh man like i'm gonna miss this yeah i've only like changed the floors paint the walls white yeah um <laughs> so like is that something that you not struggle with because obviously you're always going into building a, mm-hmm. a a house from the ground up with the intention of selling it mm-hmm. but then when you put in all the time and finding out how what to name the house mm-hmm. um looking at the history, building it, spending the months on, on site, and then you sell it. Do you, do you like, does that ever hurt a little bit? Because <laughs> we, t- we were just talking about the forever, like, yeah. so many self-builders are like, I'm building this home, I'm building this, I'm doing this once, I'm never doing it again, mm-hmm. and they build it, and then they live in it for a year, and they're like, I might sell this. <laughs> and yeah. then they go again. And then, they, and then it happens again. Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you think you, like, you leave a bit of yourself in... We, we definitely do in each one. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't stand back and go. Oh, I mean, we haven't done anything yet that I think we really want to keep this one. Um, yeah. Uh, the houses we've finished, I would live in. Like I would take any of them all day, yeah, of any day at all. Um, but I like the fact that we're probably we're we're, we're giving a chance to hand it over to somebody else. I kind of quite I quite like that. Yeah, that's um, yeah. But you know, I've got a little piece of land at the minute, which from my first deal I did with my my mate and we bought that little house and we, we flipped it over we bought a little commercial yard that's got a little building in it oh cool and we got planning permission for a building on that and um he's moved off to New Zealand now so he's sort of well distanced from it um and he's like what are we going to do what are we going to do and it came with a few sort of conditions to get it through planning um we had some trees from the neighbor who we had to design the building around and this was sort of in the throes of me getting very excited about being a developer and like planning on this yeah yeah go 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 yeah um and the architect put this building up this will work this will fit this is sort of similar to what you're doing in Bannum, you know easy peasy sort of stuff i took a step back when we got planning um and i was like, i don't really want to build that i don't i don't like it right. I, I don't think it's it's appropriate for the site and what I really now want to put on there is like a, a much smaller coach house, like quite a cool looking little barn, basically. And it probably isn't maximizing the site. It probably isn't doing any of the things that the kind of planners and architects were like, this is where this, you, you know you should do for this site. But yeah. I kind of thought, well, it's a, it's, it's, it's a very niche little site. Yeah, it sounds unique. It is very unique. It feels important to me because this is sort of this is, this is a part of my kind of um, journey, property journey outside of the business. So it just didn't feel right to do to build this to have this property there to be to be to build. Um, and and I must admit, it's been one of them things where I thought actually, if he's 
overseas now and he's sort of detached from it. If I was to do this for myself, I'd actually want to make it a little cool little coach house pad type thing and yeah. and um, and I would I would like it and I'd want to hold on to it. And and that's the, that's been the difference there. Is I don't think I'd want to sell that one because it feels quite it's like it's a nice building to um to to do that isn't like everything else. But um I want to hold on to that for as long as I can, if I can, if I can do so. Um, and I, and I think because it fulfills my kind of little portfolio kind of, kind of ambitions over here as well. That's kind of why I want to make it slightly cheaper to build slightly smaller, but it doesn't need to be this grand designs, um, house that, that yeah. the, the original plan was to go and do. Um, so I suppose whilst we're building and next year, we're going to be building three quite nice detached properties. And all three of them, we've got quite excited about how the roofs are, are, are laid out and some of the, yeah. you know, I wanted to put some hidden doors in there and some cool stuff like that. And and we can't do it because of some of the layouts at the minute, but it's just another thought where we've gone, do you know what, we'll, we, we'd love to do all of this in, in, in the next property, in the next property. And I only want to do it because I'd love to have that in one of my houses. And it's just some of those yeah. things that I throw away and, and, and think, well... I'm not going to be able to do that here, but let's put it in one of the new builds. It just feels quite normal to do that, and f- to to hand that over to someone else, I've got no problems with it. I think I think it's um it's hopefully something we'd be quite strong on with our kind of sales, um you know, and, and going back to what we want to we want to be, we want to be a, a house builder that people people think about that we've we've really made an effort to to build these properties, and and you know there there'll be some quirky bits along the way. Yeah, that's awesome. Does it so the the more that you do build, does it does it get easier <laughs> in terms of like scales and knowing um, you know what needs to be where, what time, um, what are some of the things that you've learned from from the volume that you've done? Um, I don't think it. Yes, in theory, it gets easier yeah. with with more knowledge and and more um, more focus on on the on the areas which. You know, we're delivering, you know, th- three houses with with spending you know considerable amount of time planning all of this, mm-hmm. um, and we're still going to end up probably having the same time constrictions that that we're going to have fallen into with the other two. Um, so time will always it time finds a way of always kind of catching up with you on sites, and yeah. and um, I think we're probably better equipped to deal with that which is probably why it, it will be easier whereas before it's always felt difficult because we've been more stressed out about trying to find those answers so we'll be able to make the decisions quicker but we'll still be under pressure to to deliver and to get those you know, those properties built um in a market that that is you know it's in it's up in the air at the minute still i know we're we're pushing good numbers at the moment with you know residential stock all over the uk but it's only got to take something to to trip up and and um you know it could be quite a difficult marketplace to be in so you know yeah. we we're just trying to make sure that um we focus on on delivering what we have done and, and continue to do that um and and not be phased by things that we can't control yeah so obviously you build houses yourself mm-hmm. with the intention of selling them yeah um is there any way that you calculate like an <coughs> end price mm-hmm um, and, and how do you do that? Is there like a formula? Is there a yeah? We we will we will look at a development appraisal on price per square meter. Yeah, on average, um, we'd take a bit of time again to 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 look at the local area, 
have a look around at what's what's happened, what's sold. Um, we 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 do this ourselves as well. We don't just outsource this to a bunch of estate agents to just come back and say, give us what you think is going to sell for. Yeah. Um, more to do with the sense check for for us to make sure that we're not, you know, getting high on our own. So, you know, oh, yeah. these will be brilliant. <laughs> yeah, 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 and, and you know, it's more like look look at what this guy said. This guy said. This guy said. Um, so we will we'll we'll pull up. Um, a, a bunch of comparables that we can do for the for the local area. Um, I'll find out square meterage sizes for them um, based on either sales particulars, possibly EPCs and things like that that do have um, the square meterage on them. Um, have a little look at what they've sold for. We'll look at what we're doing, what we're what we're what our build costs are going to be. Yeah. Um, if we end up with a with an end GDV or gross development value of a site that we're um, that we're looking at, and, and we think that with our cost, it comes into a margin that's acceptable for us. That's where we're we're sort of engaged, and we're we're really you know we're really at the races. Um, what has happened with the re- most recent site? There's been this sort of margin spread. We've had this mad kind of cost inflation, but yeah. the market's inflated as well. So it's it's virtually countered yeah. one and the other. Um, all our projections are based on probably slightly more historical data. So it's trying to be much more realistic about what I'm portraying to my investors perhaps or potentially ourselves as this is where we have to be. This is our break-evens. This is where this is where the market I think we're selling into looks like. Um, and this is sort of a variation in between that. So we might have a 10% you know, uplift. What does 15% look like on both sides? Um, but I'll try to use... The core data I can get from 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 market research, yeah, build costs and then work backwards that way. Awesome, makes sense. Um, so all of that into account, mm. um, what's kind of like the one takeaway that you'd give someone? So, so if someone came up to you and said, I'm, uh, "I just bought, a, bought bought some land. I'm gonna build something on it." What would you? What would your top tip be? Don't rush it. Prepare. Um, speak if you want if it's your first time and you you need you know you really don't come from any sort of transferable skill sets and stuff like you haven't project managed before you perhaps maybe haven't done anything in property before you haven't worked with finance before you haven't had a mortgage before you haven't potentially just go and speak to a developer and go and sit down with them yeah or partner up and do a joint venture um if it's your own home Start off with looking at the numbers. You know, can you afford it? Can you can you deal with it? Um, you know, development finance is a, is a funny little world, and and the the headlines for a lot of um, financial terms look great, but the reality is you still need to you need a considerable amount of cash to still go in and and, and access those. Yeah. Um. So just try to tr- try to open your eyes to it as much as possible as you can. Speak to other people who've built properties. Um, speak to contractors, ask them where, what the pitfalls are, yeah. um, have a look around, see who's built in the area and go and ask them. I mean, I've been surprised in the village we've built in how many people have kind of come past, walked past, had a chat with us. Oh, yeah, we've done this. Or, you know, Tony down the road, he, he you know, he did this and he had a problem with that. Have you had that problem here? You know, go and go and speak to people in the local area and, and, yeah. and, and just do do as much due diligence as you can. And um just try to yeah try to enjoy the experience but i think yeah I, I would always say just look at what you what you can offer and and where your skill sets best served yeah you're good at 
problem solving problems um you know stick to stick to you know taking those job roles on if it's running builders on site perhaps let someone else take that that role because you may end up just you know you might not be the right person to do that and 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 they were going to be messy and they're going to be you know all the things that you might not want them to be but if someone else is running that and you're dealing with you know when angling wants to tell you that there's going to be a delay somewhere or when uk power need you know have a problem you you fix those problems but you let somebody else do the management and think and if that's if that suits you do that but just think about what you can bring to the table and have a good you know good um good look in the mirror and go okay i'm going to be really good at these bits I'm not yeah. going to be good at them bits. Yeah, I need someone to help me with them bits. And go and, and go and find them and ask questions. That's yeah, awesome. yeah, awesome. Thanks so much for coming on. No. Um, yeah, really appreciate it. And, and, yeah, I hope really, it helped. I hope. No. I hope you know. I hope um, that you know it's um, enough information. Like we're really looking forward to doing our own self builds when we can. And um, I, I'm I'm really you know grateful that we've got a chance to do some building before we build for ourselves yeah <laughs> but, but, <laughs> yeah but um but we're thinking about it like it is so you know i i, I just um yeah i generally hope that you know if um if we can help we we always will that's yeah. sort of our part of our part of our kind of um business as well we we've been collaborative so you know i just hope that any information that um we can share will we'll go down and people can use it and and, and hopefully implement it themselves that cool. was really good i, I love the bit about um just chill out just mm. if you need to take a week take a week and all have to happen all at once. So. That's it, awesome. Yeah, awesome. Well, so if people want to find out more about you or yep. Doral and Wolf, where can where can they find you? So you can go on to our little website, doralandwolf.co.uk. Um, we're pretty visible on social media. So um, I'm t dot uh, on Instagram. Yeah. Um, and Remy's. Um, yeah, he Remy Cogill. He's on there as well. Um, but both of us, if you if you go on, to, we're on. We've got our Facebook page and stuff like that. Um, it probably needs a bit of a tidy up, but yeah, we're 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 visible on social media, so you can kind of um, reach out to us on there. Yeah, awesome, yeah. cool. Yeah, thanks so much for coming on. Man. Cool, really thanks for having it. me.